Welcome to Mortification of Spin, a casual conversation about things that count. With Carl Truman, Todd Pruitt, and Amy Bird. Mortification of Spin is a weekly podcast from the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. Let's join this week's conversation. Well, welcome to Mortification of Spin, Bully Pulpit. Today, we're going to revisit a topic that we looked at a little while ago when we talked about the the nauseating phrase, church shopping, and how that really spoke of a consumerist and rather inappropriate mentality. But we got a little bit of pushback, a little bit of helpful pushback on that podcast. And we want to revisit it because we didn't want to give the impression that it isn't worth using your critical faculties when you visit a new area and there may be three or four gospel preaching churches. Mm -hmm in the area, and you may have to decide which one you're going to throw your lot in with and be committed to. And and there perhaps are ways and means of of judging what would be the best fit Mm -hmm. for you in terms of the way you can serve uh, and the way you can be served by the local congregation that don't speak of a consumerist mentality. They simply speak of uh, a desire to make sure that you're in the church where you can best be of service and best be served. Um, so yeah, I think the question is, how do we evaluate those things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In any community, you're going to have most communities. You yeah. have multiple churches, even very small communities. Yeah. You're going to have multiple churches. And so you do have to make some decisions. Yeah. And, and the question is, do I make the decision you know, based upon a church's ability to, to entertain me, or yeah. do I make a decision based upon a church's faithfulness? Yeah. Uh, to the word and the opportunities perhaps it gives me to serve right i mean my wife and i faced this issue many years ago when we moved to philadelphia of course philadelphia is uh, replete with gospel preaching presbyterian churches if you're in an area where there's only one gospel preaching church the decision is made for Mm -hmm. you if you're in an area where there are a number of gospel preaching churches you have to make that decision and yeah it's the reason why i'm in the opc is we decided to visit two churches one was a pca church and one was an opc Mm -hmm. church and because they were both faithful, everything about them was similar, I threw it open to a family vote. Do we mm-hmm. want to be in the PCA or the OPC? And um, I lost the family vote 3-1. <laughs> uh, so Carl what Truman, voting, Dad, Carl so Truman cast a vote. I want everybody yeah. to know, Carl Truman <laughs> cast a vote to be in yeah. a PCA church. I have to say that I've grown in my sanctification since then. <laughs> I would say the Lord was very merciful to me yeah, in my ignorance yeah. in delivering me from serious error sure sure exactly so so what what was the rationale behind the members of your family who won the vote well it was actually quite a simple one the two (laughs) churches the one church there were children of our own children's age Mm -hmm. and we were concerned that they should have christian friends Mm -hmm. of their age so it wasn't a question of this church is more entertaining than that church something like that it was what's the best fit for the family? Mm-hmm. And we decided that the church where there were kids that our own kids could connect with on a Sunday um, was the appropriate choice for us. We always look at, you know, we, we don't like mega churches like yours, Tom. Oh, we, sure. Yeah. We've <laughs> always looked at small churches yeah. where we can get involved. Right. Because, so, because I know at the church I pastor, nobody's involved. No one's involved. No, involved. I mean, just I, you know, right. I say, can I be on the trash roster at Todd's church? Well, we have a pastor. Of yeah. Church. yeah. We <laughs> take, takes out the trash. Yeah, we have a paid staff. We have a, we have a TE who does that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. So, 
<laughs> I just looked at your wife and, and motioned uh, my, yeah, my, my, my disapproval. My, my current you. wife is in the studio today, actually. So it's uh, the present Mrs. Truman, as yeah, I refer yeah. to her on the block. Yeah. So, I mean, what we're saying is if somehow you feel guilty because you've moved to a community and you're visiting churches to try to find the best church for you, don't feel guilty for that. Mm-hmm. No. No, well, no. we just recently had to do that a couple years ago, moving to back to the Frederick area. And yeah, there were several really good choices it is almost you almost feel bad picking one, you know, mm-hmm. because they're good church they're right. good churches. You don't want to reject the other ones. Okay, let me ask you this, Amy then. You all moved from West Virginia to Maryland. You've joined a wonderful OPC mm-hmm. church. How did you as a family, how did you make that decision then? Well, we since we were currently in a PCA church, mm-hmm. we first visited the PCA church. Right. And, and that- it was a good church and mm-hmm. we had a lot of good things to say about it. And then my husband said that because I, I would have been fine just you know continuing there right. I think and my husband wanted to visit the OPC church mm-hmm. and um, so everybody got their denim jumpers on <laughs> <laughs> so we came here to New Hope and it was interesting because there was just something that felt home to us mm-hmm. here it wasn't like we made pros and cons lists yeah. or anything like that but um, the hospitality, I think, was mm-hmm. a big part of it. Was there a little voice inside your head from God <laughs> saying, Amy, yeah. this is the church for you? Still <laughs> small voice. No. And so, but, and so we stuck it out here for a while to see, you know, to make sure before we moved, we wanted to visit the church for a while and make sure that this would be a good fit for us. And that's another part of it, too, I think, is we didn't want to rush into a decision right away, although within like two months we knew yeah. that this would be a good, a good fit for our family. But one thing that I really appreciate about this area and the Reformed churches in it is that the pastors communicate a lot. We do some joint events during Mm -hmm. the holidays. So we're very friendly for one another and support the ministries of Mm -hmm. the other churches as well. And I think that's a really good thing. You know, I think one of the things we want to do if we're going to look for a church in a healthy way is to make sure that we keep the first things first. And so don't choose a church because... You know, they might have a youth ministry that has more zip and zing, but the preaching isn't very faithful. Over a church whose youth ministry might not look as exciting, but they have a faithful ministry of the word. I had dinner one evening with Chad Van Dixhorn out at General Assembly just recently, and he has a new book on preaching connected with the members of of the Westminster Assembly. And, And his dedication is wonderful. It's to my parents. Thank you for making me listen to sermons. Mm. And I can say the same thing. Having grown up, we were always a part of a church that took preaching seriously. And I, you know, I remember sitting there and and it's one of those things where you can't remember every sermon that you hear, but it becomes a part of you as you grow and the Lord uses it. And so as you go out looking for a church, make sure um, that you're not putting tertiary issues as the primary issues in making those decisions. And I think as well, think about how you can serve. Mm-hmm. We we're talking, Katrina and I were talking to some friends at the weekend about a, a couple of other friends who have to move away for a job. So they've left Cornerstone. But the eldest wife we were talking to said that the one thing that most struck her about this couple was the first thing they did when they arrived and became members was, okay, well, how can we serve? Yeah. How can we use our house? How can we use what we've been given by the Lord to serve the church? And that's a great a yeah. great thing. People leave churches, certainly people leave my church fairly <laughs> regularly, but every time somebody leaves, I always reflect, well, were they a net giver or a net taker? Yeah. On the whole, 
and this is a criticism of many of the people who've left, other mm-hmm. than for job reasons. On the whole, I have to say, a lot of people who leave are net takers. Yeah. And they leave because you didn't give us enough. And without wanting to be trite, I think church, to an extent, you get out of a church what you put into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get out of a church more than you put into it in right. many ways. But I think it's important to you know, ask not what your church can do for you, but what you can do for your church. That was a when Kennedy said that about America and his inaugural. That's a great line. That's a great line about patriotism, and I think it's a great line about what our attitude to the church should be. Yeah, we always ought to go in eyes wide open, um, saying, "How can I serve?" And again, it's not just about me and my gifts. It's where are the needs in this church? Mm-hmm. Who do I need to show hospitality to? Who needs to be served? Well, I was kind of slow. I wasn't slow about serving. You know, we got right in and started helping where there were needs or where we were asked. Fetching the coffee, stuff like that. Um, But I didn't also want to come into a church thinking, I'm good at this. So I want to take over this ministry or, you know, Mm -hmm. like. And the church takes time to get to know you. Right. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. They do. And I I also wanted to listen to what the leaders of the church thought where I felt you know, where our family mm-hmm. fit in well and different members of our family fit in well. Because I think a lot of the times um, you can be disillusioned in how helpful you may be in a certain right. area. Right. Or, um, and the other thing is, you know, the you're way, disappointed. Right. And, and the way that the Lord used you at a previous church might be very different right. from how uh-huh. you need to serve mm-hmm. in, in a church when you move away and, and find a new fellowship. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. And we ask people, we when people join, we ask them, Keep your eyes open when they go through the membership interview with two members of our session. You know, they're asked, how do you want to serve? And we give them some ideas right away, kind of low rung, low visibility type mm-hmm. ways to serve, because that'll give us a chance to see if You're they're actually faithful with a serving. little yeah. faithful mm-hmm. service. Yeah. yeah. And so be willing to do that. And, and I do want to follow up on one thing I said about preaching. While we want to make sure that we go and, and make sure that we're in a church where the, the word is preached faithfully, that doesn't mean drive 45 minutes to the big church that has the most famous great preacher and pass a dozen good churches on the way. Because if you're driving 45 minutes just to go to a preaching palace and passing, you know, a dozen good solid churches along the way who who could really use people to come and serve, then I would dissuade you from that. I mean, yeah, how important do you think it is? And and this can be tough because, like, you know, you live in areas where there's a lot of churches. And mm-hmm. I do now live in one where we actually could make a choice. Right. But there's there's a lot of areas where there aren't a lot of choices mm-hmm. um, to make. And so, you know, where you can fit into these churches, well, that need. Right. That need uh, local. Like, how important is it for you to stay local yeah. or to drive further? Sometimes, sometimes you need to drive further because there's nothing there. Right, right. You know, and yep. there isn't a good gospel preaching church there, mm-hmm. or there's a lot of, you know, sinful issues in a church right. or something like that. You need to drive. Exactly. You have to. But if you have different churches mm-hmm. in your area and you're just going to one that has, you know, the best children's program mm-hmm. or the most happening preacher. Yeah. And and please don't place unrealistic hopes on on a church. So if if you go to a church thinking, okay, you know, this is a church of of 150 people or 180 people, I'm going to be able to serve there. I really want to help. Well, d- don't go in with your ideas that you had at the church where there were 3,000, and expect them to start doing those things at a church of 150. I've I've seen that happen before. 
it makes everybody unhappy, don't try to or do Or think that. you're going to come in and change something right away about a no. church. I see that Absolutely. happen a lot, too. Absolutely right? not. And, and if you want to really discourage your pastor, go in there and begin making lots of demands on <laughs> all of the new programs you have to start. Because if it's a, a single-staffed church, then guess who's going to have to do all of that junk? He is. And that does not make for a happy pastor. I don't know. Carl might have some experience in that, but I'm I'm just not sure. Um, uh, Anyway. Trash taking uh, out program. Right, right. But but as we search for a a church, we won't call it church shopping. As we search for a church, let's learn how to do faithful ways. Uh, Keep in mind those churches that are easily within your driving distance so that you can actually know the people around the church and, and be involved. That's important. And we would encourage you to do that. We do have a free giveaway this episode. If you'll go to our website, mortificationofspin.org, you can uh, get a free MP3 download of a wonderful message by Mark Dever called Marks of a Healthy Church. And of course, Mark Dever for years has been doing great work in um, church health and in recognizing those things. And so if you'll go to mortificationofspin.org, you can feel free to download Marks of a Healthy Church by Mark Dever for free. And as you're there, we do want to remind you that we're a donor-supported podcast, and we would love for you to consider giving for the continuance of Mortification of Spin, because let's face it, can you imagine a world without the Mortification of Spin? I know I can't. So uh, we would love to have uh, whatever help you might want to give us for that. And until the next time, we'll look forward to being with you again. You better shop Thanks for listening to Mortification of Spin, a podcast of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. To read more on hard-hitting topics like this, visit the podcast page and blog at mortificationofspin.org, where we'll have links and other articles from Amy, Carl, and Todd. And while you're there, please subscribe and consider making a donation. And be sure to listen next time when Carl, Todd, and Amy talk about... It's a brick wall, and it's not because anyone's being obtuse. It's just because you're from a very different world, and, and it can be one of the loneliest experiences for believers, I think. You can grow a church by putting people in a situation where they never have to deal with anybody who's not just like them, except that that's not how the church ought to grow. For a Christian to be obedient and to restrict sexual activity to the bounds of a marriage between one man and one woman means that those who aren't married are by the world standards less than whole people. How does the church counteract that kind of wicked mythology? That interview is next time. Join us then. Some guy in the OPC has our theme tune as the ringtone. It went off during the Deacons Conference and Matt was there. Oh, that's hilarious. We've reached ringtone status. Wow. Ringtone status.